So uh, let's first of all give a nice uh, warm welcome to uh, Graham McGuire, who's kind enough to visit us today. So. And uh, I think we're going to start things off um, with a music video before we delve a little deeper into Graham. Video or no, no, that's a, that's a few okay. years old. Okay, wow, yeah. wow, wow. I just like it. I just, um, I don't know, it never, it never, the band, um, uh, didn't promote it that much in the end, and so it didn't get seen that much, but okay. it was always one of my favorites, right? Um, just because it was like, it was amazing how we managed to pull it together, I think, because right. the budget was tiny, um, 
and we managed to get you know uh, an amazing camera uh, for free and wow. um, we just shot in a studio and it was based on you know like Fight Club and Raging Bull and this kind of thing. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. and we couldn't, you know, we, we only had like eight extras or something. We had about eight people really? to be the crowd. It looked a lot <laughs> larger than eight people. Yeah. 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 So we really had to kind of like make it do some camera tricks kind of thing and huh. just put lots of people in front of the lens. <laughs> um, and also the yeah. band, they're, they're, they're a great band cause they're just so willing. Um, they're just willing to do anything. So what was the name of that band exactly? And the track name? Um, they're called Eight Legs. It was Eight Legs, and the track is... is Best of Me. Best of Me, right, right. Yeah. Definitely a high energy, uh, you know, you really borrow a lot, it seems like, uh, the, the boxing metaphor in there a lot. Uh, especially the microphone coming down from the yeah. middle of the ceiling is, yeah. um, I don't know if anybody watches a lot of boxing, but that's typically what the announcer will be yeah, using yeah, to exactly. shout you know like let's get ready to rumble or something like that yeah. it's usually piped through there yeah and uh that was that was his microphone for the whole track yeah yeah which was pretty good yeah and it was always it was just shooting a video with animal costumes was just something <laughs> i had to do at some point right i just had to get it out of my system right <laughs> and so I was, i'm glad i did it well how yeah. many different animals did we see in there we saw a duck yeah, it was a, or a rabbit, a, a rabbit, kind of a rat duck. thing, and a, and a, like a dog. And they're all ganging up on, uh, they're beating somebody. Yeah, up. it's just, I mean, the the basic concept was, um, best, you know, the lyric "best of me" getting the best of me. So, oh, okay. um, that's all it all it came from, really. Um, and then when I once I decided that um, I wanted to wanted it to use some kind of struggle or fight, and then it just came into my head. Okay, well. You know, Fight Club has some really nice looking shots, and Raging Bull has some really nice slow mo. So why not kind of merge oh, the two? Okay, and, yeah, 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 yeah. You borrowed even a lot from um, just uh, classic cinema about boxing as well, like your inspiration that you draw from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you I watch mean, a lot of boxing movies before you made <laughs> that? Was, um, now I can watch all the Rocky films. <laughs> or maybe, yeah, not quite the Rocky ones. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones, yeah. Raging yeah. Bull. Um, well, it's a million dollar baby also I don't know if you saw that uh, one I think that's the Clint Eastwood flick Boxing I think it is, really? yeah. yeah Is that right? I think it's about a um, Hillary Swank is the, is the boxer huh. I think. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen yeah. it yeah. Oh, Interesting yeah. But yeah um, Yeah, it was I mean, I, I just watched those two films really Oh, okay. Uh, Wait, you saw... Um, just Raging Bull and Fight Club. Raging Bull and Fight Club. Right, right. I completely forgot about that one. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's why I, I just put images of that in my treatment and pitched it to the band. And yeah, yeah. They were into it. So uh, just for re reiteration, because I don't think I was in completely clear, Graham um, is a... Well, you're a man with many hats, but he's a music video director, photographer animator and you don't list it on your website but you're also a musician mm. right so you also are able to kind of bridge that divide between yeah who's behind the lens and who's in yeah, front yeah. of it yeah um i actually came to to making view, uh, music videos through music because i was studying um in london 
uh, I was doing illustration and animation and I'd been in bands for years anyway and I, I, was, I joined a band in London and we, we were doing pretty well um, so as I was kind of doing my graduation piece for university I, I just started making music <coughs> videos so my graduation piece was a, was a video for my band um, and it just made it just happened really organically because I was just constantly meeting other bands like record labels, producers, managers all the time, and um, so you know it was just so easy to have a card on me and just you know give it out to people and um, it just ne networking really came naturally, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you know you do a gig and you've had some drinks and then it was just kind of like <laughs> it takes it care easy. of itself. So. <laughs> um, so it just happened quite naturally, really, that that I would just start doing that. So um, that band, I've done quite a few videos for. They, um, I did my first ever paid video for them um, because I was, I was telling you earlier that um, the label that they were signed to was, was interested in my band as well. So uh, they just happened to see my work and, and they gave me the chance to do my first paid video for, for eight legs and so I did like another three or four videos for them oh, over really? the years um, and, and they were always great to work with because they were just so so willing they were just like you know they didn't even want to know what the idea was they would just show up on the day and just say okay what are we doing um, yeah and I'd say okay I'm gonna hang you upside down and <laughs> you've got to play your instruments upside down and you know, or or I want you to like run around in the freezing cold snow and get stabbed by a murderer, and <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, yeah, whatever. We'll do so they, it. they 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 are kind of a great great group of people to work with. Yeah, it like. yeah, it really really helps if if the musicians are just like willing and open. Um, so as a director, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it it just opens a lot of doors. You guys should remember that <laughs> if you want music videos, get. Better be willing to run around naked outside and get stabbed in the snow. <laughs> you had to be naked. Oh, did I? <laughs> oh. They were naked. Okay. <laughs> you were shirtless, I think. Oh, this video. <laughs> That's another video you did with them, then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They get murdered. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have willingness uh, with collaboration, at, at least. Um, yeah. yeah. But when it comes to, uh, I guess, choosing a theme, Let's say, like, um, Best of Me, for instance, is, um, you know, all, all about boxing in that. But uh, is, it the, is the song necessarily about boxing, or did you kind of put... I mean, I, I assume it, it isn't, but you, you added that element to it, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the song, um, I don't even know if, I, if they ever even told me what the song was about. Um, I was saying to the to the film students earlier that um, I'm quite a feeling based director, so I I tend to go more with how a song makes me feel rather than directly with lyrics. So I did take the title lyrics best of me, but um, my feeling from the song was that it should be a struggle and quite high energy, and you know that just led me on to I don't know how <laughs> to boxing. That's just what came to me. So really. Um, yeah. That, that's what I mean when I say a feeling-based uh, director, because I just kind of like listen to it a few times and then, you know, see what pops into my head. If mm. the, if I don't really like the song that much, um, or the lyrics are kind of like really really strong lyrics, then I might I might focus more on the lyrics. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, it, it has happened where I've I've not liked the music very much, 
but I want to do a video and um, yeah I've just sat there all day listening to it and then had to look at the lyrics and be like okay <laughs> trying to trying to find inspiration yeah, somewhere yeah. it comes easier than others I suppose yeah, yeah sometimes an idea will be like within one minute <laughs> I know what's happening I know what we're gonna do so these guys uh, with uh, eight, eight legs you think came pretty naturally I yeah suppose. yeah that that came pretty quick and and um, yeah they were just pretty easy going because I would just send the idea and they just go like, yeah yeah or the record label would just say yes and then the right. band would show up and <laughs> not even know what just let you go with it yeah. right so when it comes to um, that inspiration I think when you work with a lot of different genres right that provide different material for you to work with it, it's um, it, it, do you find that as kind of like a challenge when when coming up with inspiration or do you look for different strategies to help help get your mind working or um, or is it just just something it's hard to define I suppose well I would say for me um, I like to, to vary I like variation so I suppose <clears throat> One way that I focus on an idea, on, on coming up with an idea, is I look at what videos I've done already, and I already know, okay, I know what I don't want to do, which is something I've done before. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so that kind of cuts out quite a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously with animation, um, animation is so broad that you know I can't say oh I've done an animation before I'm not doing another animation yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do try to come up with something that at least for me I haven't done before and if the band haven't done it before for example um, I, I showed the film students earlier um, a video I did for a band called Wild Beasts and um, yeah, yeah. we uh, we shot underwater so we, we had a huge tank of water and we, we dropped the band in the water with their pockets full of lead so that they wouldn't float wow <laughs> and they just said okay hold your breath and uh, play the song underwater um so um not in one take i hope did, well, they, did they do the whole song under no i would have preferred that i would have preferred it because it meant we have we had lots of missing parts of the video because they tended to come up for air at the same times oh. so so we did have sections where the, we, we didn't we had missing footage but, oh really um yeah, they could only manage about 30 seconds or something. About 30 seconds, yeah, yeah. I think uh, before they had to struggle to find out where the weights were so that they could <laughs> <Yeah>. float back up. <laughs> well, they had to, uh, like, just kick off the bottom of the tank. Oh, uh, okay. We okay. had a lifeguard, but it was a bit hairy. He could throw in a little... <laughs> how, how, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, should we maybe take a look at that one? To show yeah, that yeah, well, I, I, um... Why did I bring that up? Um... <laughs> We're talking about different, oh yeah different uh, okay types of so 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 um, we can we can so me yeah, me me doing something I've never done before so I'd never shot underwater before the band had never been submerged underwater and asked to play their instruments underwater right. so when when musicians for me I found that when musicians are faced with doing something that they've never tried um, it it just it's fun for everyone it's you know it keeps the day going. Um, and you often you end up with quite interesting shots because they, you know, it's, it seems like <coughs> everyone's more willing to um, just to just to put their all into it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, if they're just kind of performing to camera, 
regular performance. If they're just playing yeah. like normal and uh, yeah. you're just filming them doing what they normally do. Yeah, yeah. then it's, it's hard to make something interesting. I found a, um, I, I don't know if, if anyone else has seen it besides me, but I, I watched, uh, well, because it's quite hilarious, but there's Noel Gallagher from Oasis is, just does live commentary on all his music videos, <laughs> which are it's ex- <laughs> incredibly vulgar. Uh, but it's also incredibly hilarious. And he points something out, kind of what you said, about mm. having done something before. Uh-huh. And he kind of, well, he's constantly scoffing at every music video because right. he, he hates his band or something. <laughs> um, but uh, he, he, says, um, well, some, he, he says something along the lines of, well, someone figured out what we're good at. It's walking. <laughs> Just walking nice. and standing yeah. around. That's yeah, all yeah. we do in all our videos. And he, pointed, he points this out near the end after like an hour of like Oasis music videos. So everyone's, he's probably really burned out. <laughs> but he, he, he was pretty spot on about that. Yeah. They showed a mini cut and every video they're just walking somewhere. Right. Right. Or just standing around in like a pretty garden. Right. Yeah. Well, I imagine with a band like Oasis, you know, quite a macho band, they're not going to be, they're probably not going to be up for doing, they're not going to be up for like wearing animal costumes or, you yeah. know, I imagine. Um, so probably a limitation of, for a director working with them is that they're going to perform, mm-hmm. they're going to walk around and do some looks, but they ain't going to be acting. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. going to be putting on any funny <coughs> costumes or doing anything weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's probably how that <laughs> happened, I'd say. It it's probably can be a band has a, a reputation for something, and uh, the directors hmm. perhaps fall in line with, well, this is all they're really going to be yeah. up for. But also, I mean... the. It kind of some of the responsibility for that is on the band because the band is going to receive multiple pictures from multiple directors and they're going to be mm. choosing their favorite one. Yeah. So they're going to be choosing the one that says "band walks around." I see. Yeah, <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. So is that is that generally the process? The band is the one that searches out for. Uh, it depends on what level the band is at. Okay. Um, if you're just starting out, obviously. You know, um, you're just going to be looking for anyone to make a music mm-hmm. video for you. Um, but you know, once you get signed to a label, um, the kind of restrictions get more and more uh, tight. The bigger you get, and okay. more and more people have their input, um, the more successful you get. So, um, mm-hmm. with like a major indie label. Uh, like so wild beasts um they're pretty pretty they, large group i don't know now but they were, were on domino records so they domino were like a ma- like a major indie yeah um who else is on domino you could say uh i'm not sure there's a lot days. yeah um so at that level um there's this kind of a process so uh smaller indie labels um, the band will be more involved um, the record label are going to find a director it might only be one director just someone they've found word of mouth mm-hmm. um, and you just work closely together and come up with an idea um, once you get management involved um, that's another opinion so you might have a couple of directors pitching uh, for a job 
Okay. Um, and then you've got like the management input, the record label input, and the band might not be involved until a slightly later stage. And then when you get kind of much further up to kind of uh, you know, major indies and major labels, mm -hmm. um, you've got commissioners. So you've got um, a record label will, will say they want a music video, and, and then that will go, the call will go out, and a commissioner, a video commissioner, will tell video production companies and they'll send a brief to all the production companies and the production companies will give the brief to one of their directors on their roster mm -hmm. who they think will be suitable so you get lots of um, ideas like pitches coming in from production companies mm -hmm. that go to the commissioner then the commissioner who might not be a creative person Right. will decide which ideas are forwarded on to really? the label and the management. And then the label and management will have a look, and then finally the band wow. uh, will, will um, decide on their favourite idea. And then that will all filter back to the director, and then finally one day the director gets to speak to the band <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite yeah and then even even then the the idea um when you've got you know a major label with with uh businessmen giving yeah. that's Gordon um yeah when you've got a major label with with you know businessmen kind of running the show and giving their input and you know, lots of people have to say yes to, to the idea before it gets... Before made. it even gets the green light. Yeah, yeah. So, um, obviously, the higher up you go, it seems like the more kind of chains in command are, are in between you and the people you're making the music, yeah. the, the music video for. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, for musicians, it's, um, <clears throat> it's, it, it's, a, very tricky, um, it's a very tricky balance because... Um, you know, if you're new to a major, you don't want to <coughs> piss them off or anything by saying, you know, by wanting to retain all yeah. of the control. But yeah. at the same time, you know, um, you're artists, you know, you want to have control over your music video. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, yeah, as, as you as you kind of climb the ladder, you know, as it, so to speak, it is... That a, line you have to yeah, walk, it's a yeah, little thinner yeah, each yeah, time, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Well, um... Because we've been talking about it so much, and I, I really enjoyed watching it. Perhaps we should show that Wild Beast video. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's pull that one up just so you can guys see some of uh, Graham's it's on underwater action. Oh, it's on there or on the hard drive. I think the hard drive is probably a better quality. Let's quit this. Yeah. Any of you guys uh, familiar with Wild Beast at all? I think they just had an album come out last year or something. Um, what was it called? It had the kind of burst of color in, on the front. I actually stopped following their progress. Um, <laughs> the album after this one. Ah, okay. Um, they they um, then got signed to a bigger label. I forget who they were probably something like Warner or something. 
Um, yeah, yeah. This, but the music, it was very interesting because the music changed dramatically. Yeah. Um, before that, around the time of this video, um, the music is quite unusual, quite kind of avant-garde in a way. Um, and um, an acquired taste, really. But Their music now, you'd say? No, back before? then, back then. Um, so it was interesting to see then, I always wondered how how much influence the, the new label had mm. on their sound because it changed quite radically to the point where I wasn't interested anymore. Interesting, so I just yeah. kind of stopped following what they yeah, were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Wild Beasts, uh, yeah, as we said, kind of a, a rising indie band, but you had the pleasure to work with them. So let's see. It's called Hooting and Howling, and... Uh, Shows a little bit of um, some experimental underwater action, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a horrible buzz going on back there. Crude art day 
Well, that's the, yeah, hooting and howling. Yeah, so, I mean, that that was, um, I, was I was telling this story already to the film students, so apologies for the <laughs> repetition. Um, yeah, th this was an interesting video, really, because um, it was it's kind of a good example of how the input from musicians can kind of change an idea quite a lot. Um, so for a start, um, well, yeah, I was really interested in the in the process of just how this uh, basically began. How did it get started? Um, well, I that this this video was through a commissioner actually. So it's a Domino okay. Records, and it was a commissioner sourcing. So Domino Records, uh, they source. They they hired a commissioner. A commissioner is beneath is hired by the record label yeah. to send out the ideas. Send out a like a, a brief. Basically. A brief of yeah. the uh, of what the band wants. Yeah, like what they want. Sometimes it's images or some text. Or oh, okay. Sometimes it's just the song. It's just the song. Yeah. yeah. What did so you get for this then? And and from I actually don't remember. Don't remember. But um, what happened is. Um, yeah, the brief went out to maybe 10 directors, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. um, and the band actually refused every single idea because all the directors, including myself, pitched yeah. something that was a bit Victorian-themed. I don't know how that happened. Oh, but wait, all 10 of you? Yeah, everyone pitched something that was Victorian inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the band had, you know, they did have some, like, styling that was a bit like that, and, you know, like, ball hats, I think. Um, and they just said, no, <laughs> you know, we don't want a video like that. Yeah, so yeah. So everyone had to pitch again. Oh, wow. Um, and they gave you all a second pitch. They said everyone yeah, yeah. that we just talked to. Well, I, I assume so. Mm. That's what I was told. Yeah. Well, you pitched again, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... I just thought, okay, well, what, what was my feeling about this song? And, um, you know, it does talk about a river. Um, mm. But, you know, obviously the obvious imagery with hooting and howling is wolves and moonlight and stuff like that. But my feeling of it was, was just kind of floating in, in water. And so um, I just pitched, I pitched basically um, this and there was another idea in with it. And they agreed to the idea, and so um, we actually shot one day, and we only shot half a day underwater, hmm. and the other half of the day was this other concept oh. um, that was meant to be edited in, which was um, we just shot them against black with a reflection pool, so some water with mirrors in it, and we had light bouncing on the band and then oh. so we shot that and we shot the the reflection of the band in in the pool that was all kind of like you know wobbling everywhere and right. it was gorgeous footage and we did a whole edit of the video you know with the underwater stuff and the reflection stuff and the band just said we don't like the reflection <coughs> parts don't use them we just want it all underwater and so we were like, um, okay, well, we only shot half a day underwater, and it's like a really long song. Um, so we just had to... You had to work with it. We just had to just use any shot, like any shot of a knee or a finger or just anything yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to just fill out the song. And I think we pulled it off, you know, it, it came out okay. But, you know, it was just like, you know, 40 minutes of unused footage or something. <laughs> it was crazy. Well, 14, you said. 40. 40, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, oh, it's, it's lost now. I don't know what happened to it. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting because you've got the director's artistic vision and then uh, the musician's vision of their vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and the musician gets the, the final say. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, in the, in specifically in this instance, Wild Beasts were kind of holding a lot of sway, I guess, in the matter, or... Yeah, yeah. yeah. G- generally, uh, yeah. Um, at that level, the, the the buck still stops with the band. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I guess you're you're su- you're making a video to support the song in a way. Yeah, and and it depends on it depends on the musicians because some, like I said, are, are more willing than others. And like eight, like eight legs. Yeah, and and they were obviously willing to do that, which is which is quite a demanding day, um, and. The label obviously had enough respect for them to be like, yeah, you know, just, yeah, let's go do, for it. Do what you got to do, yeah. Yeah, because it's a risk, you know, it's a risk when, when someone pitches something like that, you know, that it could go wrong, someone <laughs> could die. <laughs> someone gets punched out by a duck. Yeah. 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 It's in the middle of the video. Which do you prefer, the final one or the one with the Um... I think I preferred the the original cut, yeah, with with the reflection shots in, just because it it was it was just equally um, reflective of the of this of the music, and I think it fitted really well, and it gave some good variation, I think, um, hmm. and and it what they weren't like random, you know, ideas. They were linked because it was still water, um, and I think it totally made. Me- it made sense. They didn't really explain why they didn't want those shots. They just said they didn't like it and they didn't think it was as good as the underwater stuff. So, um, yeah, that was it. Yeah, which can sound it sound it can sound a bit frustrating uh, to 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 be in that position. Yeah, yeah, it can be as as a as a filmmaker. It's um, I mean, you learn <laughs> quite quickly not to be too precious about mm-hmm. your ideas or about your footage. Um, but obviously, it's it's um, it's not good when a band, you know, doesn't like half of what you shot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Even after you've done it, and but you know, it w- it wasn't it wasn't a shock either because when I pitched my idea, I wrote a two page treatment with images that were exactly like the footage that we shot. Hmm. Um, so they weren't under any. Um, we weren't shocked at all about like what it was going to look like. Um, I guess their just their general feeling at the end was that um, once it was edited, it. I think they just said they preferred the underwater shots. Can we have more? And I was like, well, we have already shot it, you know, <laughs> um, but we just had to string it out. Mm, wow, wow. Yeah. Well, I have to say, it was still pretty. I think a very successful music video, Thanks. just from not knowing a single thing about it. <laughs> I think it really conveyed that, especially with, uh, I think Wild Beasts, uh, at least at that era in the band, definitely seems like uh, that kind of, you know, Victorian dress, but with Chuck Taylor's yeah, type yeah. of, uh, what, Sofia Coppola type of feel, yeah. um, was, was definitely uh, something that was uh, pushed, or kind of uh, surrounded them a bit, and, yeah, and um, yeah. it's nice to see... You take something more. I guess uh, you said originally that this was more based off of the sound, that just the mm. kind of underwatery, 
um, you know, there's a lot of tremolo and yeah, a little bit of yeah. reverb and long sustain in the song. Lots of big chords yeah. on the keyboard. Yeah, I, I, visually, I, I saw kind of notes dropping into water and ripples and mm. you know, mm. things floating. So yeah. um, my mind works quite visually like that, I suppose. Do you have synesthesia? Synesthesia. That's when you see see images in your head from when you listen to music actually um it's yeah, actually when, mostly color i think interestingly when i'm playing music i <coughs> see i see the music as as an image in my head so hmm. i see the structure of the song when i'm playing um as an image just yeah. like some abstract mental <laughs> image yeah yeah oh that's quite fascinating yeah so i know what part of the song i'm in depending on what the image really is. really yeah. okay <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, uh, of course, you're a very visual person. Um, uh, and I did notice at the end of that music video, there was kind of different lighting, kind of this orange, um, yeah, lighting with the silhouette of the player, and I thought mm. that that was very different than the rest of the video. Was that also a different segment of a different... Um, um, a that, different shooting that, uh, no, that was session? That, that was planned. That, was, um, that just came about because I, I was just Googling underwater image photos ah, okay. and I just okay. saw some stuff like that. And technically, how is that, were the cameras floating in the water? Oh no, it was a, it was a huge, it, a, it was a tank of water, it was so the tank. camera was dry, Right. and then the tank was probably the, the size, the height of this room, wow. um, with scaffolding up the side so yeah, they could yeah. get in the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and so we were shooting through glass. I was wondering how you got some of those really delicate close-ups. Right, and, uh, yeah, that's how. Huh. And then the light was behind the tank. So when it comes to the the equipment that you're using on a shot uh, on a a shoot like that, uh, are things provided for you? Do you get to kind of pick the things that that you're working with, like the cameras or lenses and uh, um, so on and so forth? Or it, when you pitch it, are you also provi uh, required to bring that in with you? It, it depends on on the budget, really. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, ultimately, uh, if you're doing a job through a production company, then they'll mm -hmm. handle all the hiring of the gear and stuff. But um, this particular video, um, I was I had a, a directing partner then who um, we kind of produced it ourselves. So um, we managed to get a ca the camera for free <coughs> um, to shoot the slow mo stuff. Okay. Um, um, and then, um, yeah, it depends also, it depends on the budget really, like how many people, if you can hire a producer or, um, and depends on your, your DOP, your um, camera person, okay. Okay. um, how involved they are, yeah. how good they are. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Um, well, let's see, maybe we could, um, now we've, we've talked a little bit about, um, the... Of live, we've seen a bit of live action stuff from you, but maybe we could switch gears a little bit and move towards uh, some of your animation work, or maybe a music video that features a little bit more animation. Yeah, there's something that uh, comes to mind, or that um, yeah, I have. Well, there's there's um, there's a couple that are half animation, half will be with live action combined. Or sure, that could be a great segue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we just have a look. Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, Make this a little bigger. Yeah. Whoop. 
scroll down if you need to. Um, okay, if we just take this one here. Yeah. All right. So can you tell us a little bit about this before we play, yeah. or should we should we just um, dive in? Yeah, I'll tell you a bit about it. Um, <coughs> so this is um, a band called the Sunshine Underground. Um, the track's called Spell It Out, and uh, they were on a kind of small indie label based in London, and the moment I heard the song, I immediately thought of the film Tron, and the, you know, the, the light cycle yeah, yeah, yeah. race, and that's like the first thing that came into my head, regardless of any lyrics or anything, that I thought, ah, Tron. And so I I, um, I did an edit of I I got like I downloaded the movie Tron and did an edit of that the like the light cycle section I edited it to this song and oh, that was really? my pitch. Wow. Um, obviously that wasn't my full <coughs> pitch because I you know, wasn't going to edit Tron to the to the song. Get the get the it, get the rights to Tron. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and it's a look that's been obviously replicated quite yeah, a lot. Yeah. So. Um, I just wanted to do something in the same vein, uh, like the racing and, and some of the same shots um, and the kind of animated, the, the quite crude animated backgrounds, um, but um, just in a slightly different way. So I remembered an old computer game that I played on my old SNES, my old Nintendo when I was a kid called Star Wing. Um, it was like one of the first polygon um, they made like new versions of it, but it was like one of the first like polygon space shoot 'em ups. Yeah, and it was, yeah, like, yeah. Really kind of shit, but <laughs> it was an amazing game. <laughs> it was really playable. Uh, um, so I was like, wow, that was a really cool game. So why why not kind of use that as inspiration with Tron and have the band in there and you know that you know that was kind of how that all came about. And so I just I kind of talked about the game a bit in my in my pitch and sent them my edit of Tron and yeah they just they loved it so wow yeah so let's it. take let's take a look at uh, some of uh, Graham McGuire's uh, well this is a combination of um, live action and uh, animation yeah, so, together so this was a green screen shoot it's a green oh the yeah. whole thing then. yeah the whole thing we had a couple of actors in um, there were two actors in oh. to play like okay. The bad guy and um, like the good guy, uh, general person. Um, so it's also a narrative base. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's, <laughs> an, there's kind of a loose narrative <laughs> <laughs> from uh, old SNES games. So let's take a look at it and uh, we'll delve into it after that. So let's see. Make this for full screen. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, we can turn off the light. Might as well.
Well, yeah, that definitely changes gears up a little bit from the previous two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely, uh, I think that comes across, uh, across pretty clearly that uh, video game aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, I think that now you said is it was it Star Fox or oh Star Fox was because that looks exactly like the SNES game that I also Star played. Fox yeah was um, they did remake it for the N64 I had it for 64 as yeah. well yeah I also played that game <laughs> but there's like a couple of shots that are taken directly from the intro sequence from the game. When they're going through the tunnel? Yeah, yeah. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. what tipped it off for me. I yeah. was like, wait, I totally remember this game. Yeah. What's that? Nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not what? I, nostalgia. nostalgia. Oh, yeah, nostalgic, definitely. Um, but also, uh, so the song is called... Um, Spell It Out. Spell It Out. I think kind of... Uh, I guess what would we take a guess at? More of a, seems like more kind of a relationship-based song, perhaps like something about perhaps to a couple or something. Or I'm not even sure. Yeah, I don't know if I even got as far as reading <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> um, but you, they are following. But you play with that, and you take it in a very different direction. I think, yeah, they're 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 following military orders or something. I suppose so. I I guess this is this is a good example of purely a feeling based idea ah, okay. um, I just listened to it didn't really listen to the lyrics the first time and this is what I felt the, the video should be wow, wow, um, yeah. just because of the feeling that like intense you know racing feeling that I got definitely um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely uh, it's a definitely an intense song maybe in the same vein as um, Muse or something like that right. it feels yeah, a yeah, bit yeah, similar yeah. And, yeah um, yeah but, yeah, prog well, I guess I don't even know the genre that you would say that, but my pro progressive dance rock or something like <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice to see how, how what can happen when you uh, just, uh, I guess, go with the gut, right? Yeah, yeah. And how is it like working with the band at that point? Were they comfortable acting? Did you... Um, it, well, because it wasn't really acting... It, they were it, just yeah, it was lip syncing kind of, a little yeah, bit, yeah, pretty much. Um, and even then, they were they were more of a challenge to work with. Just I mean, just getting them to to kind of intonate well, you know, so we could see their mouths moving right, decently on right. camera. Even that was quite hard. So um, they definitely weren't up for acting as such. Uh, okay. I, I try to stay away from having bands act because right. uh, it's usually so far out of someone's comfort zone and sure, as a musician sure. it's unlikely that they've done any acting before and mm -hmm. um, it's okay if it's something kind of a bit corny or like tongue in cheek or mm -hmm. you know just fun kind of stuff but anything more serious I, I try to yeah. you know, not have have the bad the, you know have them doing any acting well, while the song is definitely uh High energy. It's not as. It's a little. It's a little serious in tone. I would guess. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um. So. Um. But I think they. It was uh, their first green screen shoot. Wow. So, it's um. It's definitely a different experience. Yeah. Because they weren't performing. The, their comfort zone is is playing their instruments. Yeah. yeah. On a stage. Um. So you know when you get put in front of just a green screen and you're asked to sing intensely yeah yeah <laughs> um you know it's uh 
It's uncomfortable. It must be quite different too, also being on a green screen platform and then as a musician having no idea you know, what's going to be behind me. Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a totally, the end result is, compl- is radically different than, than the environment you first shot in. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's um, obviously it's like, it's totally a normal thing these days, but it doesn't True. mean that everyone's been in front of a green screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely definitely a challenge yeah yeah well the actors i have to say in, in your in the the general guy and the robot man yeah. were totally brilliant <laughs> yeah they're they, absolutely they were great to work with and yeah. um the, the the beauty of music videos is that you know they're basically silent films so oh. you don't need a mic you don't need to record sound or dialogue or anything like that so what I prefer to do on set is just to blast the music out as loud as possible. And they're just... And when you're swamped in the music, you feel more comfortable. Mm. Um, so even with the actors, I was just like blasting the music out and just shouting in <laughs> directions like, look angry, look serious. And they would just yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you make a really, really interesting point in that all music videos, to some extent, are just silent films, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It provides a really, uh, it's a really unique combination between the musicians who are, in most cases, miming their own actions, mm-hmm. and you, who has you have nothing to worry about as far as yeah. sound goes in a yeah. sense, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely visual storytelling, if you're telling a story. Um, yeah, yeah. It's totally visual, so... Um, I like that. I like that because it kind of um, it kind of transcends across language in a, in a way. Um, you can tell, you know, you have to tell your story visually, yeah. and that's a constraint. So it forces you to think about how can I get my message across with only images, mm-hmm. um, and and that ultimately has led to me making um, silent films. I've, I've last year, well. yeah, last year I started making short silent films on super 8 oh wow cool yeah, yeah and so because because you know like most of my training you could say is is in making silent films so i just yeah. Thought, <laughs> yeah. you know i'm gonna start making short films now that are silent and um and that was the, you know, i can talk more about that later maybe and show one of them perhaps because that yeah, was sure that was um I'm making a series of these films that, that are really involved with musicians. So okay. the musician, I, I, each film I do, I, I, I choose a musician and, and they're kind of like the voice for the, for the characters in the film because there's no dialogue. Then the music, for me, uh, then must be the, the voice okay. uh, to convey the emotion. So Right, right. Um, so kind of like a music video, but against the uh, yeah. The, the, but this time, yeah, the film and everything is shot first, and it's and it's finished, and then the musician has to interpret the the visuals how they see. Oh, fit. okay. So kind of the reverse. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You take you take the process and flip it towards the musician instead. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, more that's kind of like a film. Well, in a way, a film composer is also reacting to yeah the film and needs to score things in time to work with let's say you know uh Jurassic Park or something like yeah. that you know yeah 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 no it's uh, it's a whole another uh, really interesting and uh w- with this video it was um incredibly narrative driven in a way um you know good guys bad guys we have kind of suspense a little bit we have a little bit of a climax within the mm-hmm. asteroid field 
Um, and this was again just uh, just kind of came out of you in, at, at the end, uh, the, or the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that I guess it was. Um, I had an idea about what locations I wanted based on the game, mm -hmm. like the asteroid field and the yeah. the, the planes flying, and yeah. and then um, I don't remember if I pitched the exact narrative to the band. Okay, it could have just been images and you know um but um it had to be something simple did the process work uh similar to that of wild beasts the 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 commissioner thing and then the um, or was this a little bit more direct with the band yeah yeah that was um it was a small yeah smaller label smaller band so um that was a label who got in touch with me and then um and then they would pass my ideas onto the band directly. And I don't think, I may have been up against a couple of other directors, but maybe not. It, it might have even just been me, me just pitching a couple of okay, ideas. Okay. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, and um, uh, what kind of software were you working with uh, specifically in there? Um, mm. was the, was the, it almost looked a little bit flash Based, maybe it, that might well, be wrong yeah, it, of me to say not being an expert, but um, that was all After Effects. Oh, okay. Um, it it was meant to look quite clunky and mechanical, perhaps just yeah. not very good. Kind <laughs> of um, not like slick animation because I wanted to try to preserve that early, a kind of early computer game look, mm -hmm. not in the pixelated way, because I didn't want it to be pixelated. Oh, um, but I was trying to preserve that kind of, um, you know, just basic shapes and things like that. Um, I mean, so, so that means everything was hand drawn by you. Um, n well, basically, um, uh, it's just <coughs> computer designed. And, right, right. Yeah, but like uh, the gears were constructed out of you layering different circles and shades on top of each other. Yeah, and yeah, and like um, virtual lighting. Virtual lighting and yeah. then keyframing a lot of animations, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just like send the gear spinning, but the whole there was no template for you to work with there. It just was from from scratch. Yeah, yeah, totally from yeah. scratch. Yeah. So that must. I mean, it seems like an incredible amount of work. It was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not wrong about that. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was a very. Um, that must be the most complex like After Effects file ever. It was pretty. Yeah. yeah. Um, it took. It was just hilarious because, um, I think that was. I got a new computer shortly after that video, but that was, like. <laughs> did it kill your old computer? I think so. <laughs> it, no, it did. Oh, it did. Okay. It, it took normally when you um, when you export um, an animation, you know something like that. It will take hours. You know, it might have to leave it rendering overnight. But this one took, I think it took a week. To render? Yeah. There you have it. And the, the label were like, where's our video? We're supposed to have released it last week. And I was like, dude, it's still rendering. On the computer, you saw the, the was it the spinny wheel for a week? Just like the, 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 the progress bar, bar. The progress bar for a week. It was insane. That's incredible. Um, and it was purely just because of all the all the light, like the virtual lights I had on it. But you must have been on pins and needles, like I mean, if your computer crashed or something, if you yeah. start from. Well, it did crash the first time, did. and then I split the whole video into like little segments and just did them 
separately to make sure that I had everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you can kind of splice it back together yeah, at the end. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. That's I was that that that's a uh, really intense work, but um I'm sure it would have been faster on a more powerful computer, but um, <laughs> that's what I had to work with. <laughs> a week to render, yeah. yeah. It reminds me of a story I heard of, um, well, I talked in my, I don't know if anybody in that class is here, but my producer profile class where we do a little bit of graphic design. Yeah. And um, there's a label called Pen and Pixel, who used to produce basically all of those hip, all of the hip-hop album covers where they have like, shiny gold oh, at the yeah, top yeah. and tons of you know money and diamonds diamond encrusted names is basically what they do right. but they were uh, there's an interview where they talk about um, when they uh, first got started they were making files so big that they to render an image it would take them it sounded like a similar story yeah, like you know yeah. so many layers on top yeah. of these old images but back in the 90s to render it oh, was yeah. just yeah. crashing it and jamming printers and so forth yeah <laughs> um and the name of that group again was uh sunshine underground, sunshine underground. Mm -hmm. um so i mean yeah we could whew, time's we been could flying by um and we could if we wanted something purely animated and then also we could do that and then yeah, maybe even something short that's non because you have some work that's uh, commissioned just professionally not even for like an artistic well yeah artistic but not yeah. uh, um, but that might not be as interesting it's, no it's not as creative stuff really what should we go for next then um, well let's say this one pastures. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's fairly old again, but um, let me get this one down. It's um. It's let me let me get it. I gotta get this one to shrink. There we go. Spell it out by Sunshine Underground. So, Pastures, and this is just a... So this is a, a video for a band called We The They. We The They? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, they're, so from, well, they're from New York, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's, fairly, it's fairly old video again, um, but it remains <coughs> one of my favorites just because I like the song so much. Um, oh yeah, it you know it just helps immensely if you love the song. <laughs> we haven't really <laughs> talked about that, but um, yeah. yeah, depending on how you, I guess you know you take the you take what's available, but also it must be an added bonus then when uh, you really yeah. connect with it, or yeah. it, it tends to be something that's really personal for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, I've worked with a few, worked on a few songs where I've just really loved it. This song in particular, just I still love it, even after hearing it really? probably ten thousand times. Okay, I was going to ask you again <laughs> if, if, after working on a music video, if you still like the song anymore. Yeah, but. well, usually not. Usually, usually I never, not. Ever, ever want to hear it again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So course. yeah, it's a mistake to work with with any bands that I actually like and do listen to their music. <laughs> yeah, some people say don't meet your heroes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah um, I mean I have 
I have worked on songs where I've not liked it that much, but have grown to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes I really have to work to come up with an idea. Sometimes it'll take me all day of listening to it, and you know, finding inspiration is it can be difficult. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it'll get to the point where I just have to say, no, I can't come up with anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. or, or sometimes I'll just, I'll just say no full stop anyway if I don't like the song wow, wow. Um, just because I know it's you know it tends to be a lot of work uh, for not much money so mm-hmm. um, if you if you don't like the song either <laughs> you gotta torture yeah. yourself yeah <laughs> well let's go ahead and play this uh, it's what's it called again the title pastures. is pastures by we the they by we the they uh out of New York, what kind of music is is uh, um, what kind of band would you say? Or is it just a band? Yeah, uh, I guess it's um, indie band. I it's quite. It's got elements of kind of, um, kind of folky country stuff. Okay. In it, I suppose sort of, but like rock and roll. Well, I guess we're about to find yeah. out. <laughs> Let's go for it.
incredible attention to detail in there, actually. It's quite an interesting video because you have uh, an animation of a, of a play, mm. and then you, you put in even the tiniest, the little wheels to yeah. roll things across the stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, is that really what you, they used to do on, uh, in, in older... Did you, or was that just a kind of a? It just yeah, it just came to me. Came to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because um, I almost thought like, oh, that must be historically accurate or something. <laughs> no, it was. Um, yeah, I don't know how I came up with that. I just knew I wanted to have a, a theater set that was hand drawn, um, and I I wanted things to come on mechanically. I wanted everything to seem mechanically and not kind of. Um, you know, a bit like you would make a, a, a cardboard cutout kind of thing okay. um, and move yeah. things in and out. But, um, yeah, I didn't want to go down the cardboard cutout route. Um, so, um, yeah, I just I basically hand-drew every single thing. Okay. <laughs> it took a long time. So each element was hand-drawn, yeah, yeah. but then you animated it with the computer? Yeah. Okay, so by did you have to scan things in? Yeah, it was all scanning. It was drawn in black wow. and white, then the whole lot was scanned and colored on Photoshop. That's amazing. That's like, in, yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it was intense. So how many little bits and pieces did you have all together? Uh, just just um, hundreds, probably. Yeah, thousands. Of of, yeah. yeah. Did um, you listen to the song while you drew? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, actually, <laughs> um, no. Only when I was um, coming up with the idea. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then the band sent me photos of their faces, so the the characters in the. And they really were the band. Yeah, then. yeah. And uh, again, it was another kind of pseudo narrative driven uh, plot that you could see going on in there. Yeah. Again, just something that came to you. Um, yeah, again... Or was there input from the band on that? Uh, actually, no. They, they didn't, they didn't really have many specifications about what they wanted to happen. Um, I think, again, it was, it was <coughs> kind of just like the feeling of the song. It was a bit kind of that country element to it, and mm -hmm. Wild West, and I love westerns, so, um... Yeah. You know, it just makes yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, especially in this case, you don't have the band physically present at no, all. I, d I never even met them until I um, went over to show the video. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it was um, basically completely free reign, would you say? Um, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think I even sent them a storyboard. Wow, which is crazy because I would never do that now. But yeah, I think yeah. I I literally just had um, a list of shots I wrote down, and I just started making the first one and <laughs> took it from there. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, and you talk about this really glowingly, <laughs> so it must it seemed like a really positive experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, some bands you know just open to that because. Um, you know, they they liked my other work and they just kind of were happy to go with you know, whatever really, which which was great. I mean, obviously it's a risk for them, but it means I it's great for me because I just get to do whatever I want. Um, I, I suppose the a more recent um, example of that um, is yeah, we could show another animation. Yeah, yeah, no it's problem. um this one. It, uh, what's it called? Oh, it's called 
It's very short as well. What's the time? Maybe oh, 56. Actually. That's right. Ah, okay. How long is um, it? Well, this is about two and a half minutes or something. Two and a half minutes sound okay? Yeah. But there is, there is okay. actually, maybe, maybe. Gone all day. Yeah, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not another animation there. Um, there's a video. Uh, it's online. It's on here on the oh. hard drive. Um, oh, you want to see one of those? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so if you go on the hard drive and just go back to the folder, short film. Um, so mother on the right there. Okay. So uh, this is a this is shot on Super 8, um, and it has. So the the process briefly was um, I had an idea about what I wanted to make a film about, and I made a storyboard, and scanned it in, and I edited the storyboard, <coughs> um, you know, with my software, and just edited it so that it was in a kind of a finished place. So it was just drawings, but it was an edited film of the storyboard kind of thing. So then I uh, wrote down how long each shot was um, and put that on a shot list. So we knew exactly in seconds how, many, uh, how long each shot was. And then the process on the day was that um, the, um, the actors had only one chance to do each each shot basically it was just one take um, and that was partly because I like that process of um, kind of letting go of perfection in a way just not doing lots of takes and it was also because we were shooting on film and I couldn't afford <laughs> to do like loads of takes of each shot um, so we would rehearse each shot and then, uh, then the actors would get one chance to do it right. They had to do it right. <laughs> Fortunately, they did it right. Um, and at the same time, we had someone shouting out uh, with a stopwatch, shouting out the seconds, because they had to do their action in the right amount of seconds. Because if they took too long, we'd run out of film. Um, so we had someone shouting out, five, four, three, two, and, and then the actor was like having to do their, their thing like, you know, perfect first time. Um, so it was, a, it was a pretty interesting process, but, it, you know, I loved it. I, I, I kind of, I like that stress in a way. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, so once the film was, was shot and, and um, edited, um, I then sent that silent film to a musician I was actually a guitarist in Australia, yeah. um, and I gave him a, a, a couple of, um, like a few musical references. One was uh, a folk musician called Robbie Basho, uh, American folk musician who was about in the 70s, and he made this kind of very haunting, strange folk music, and he believed that uh, the guitar should be a, a concert instrument. And um, he played his guitar in a bit like a sitar. 
And so that was one one reference that I gave. Okay. Um, and I, I basically just, just told the musician to watch the film and um, be the voice of the characters because it's silent. So um, I, I asked him if he could use um, a different part of the guitar and different kind of uh, notes um, for each character. So, um, you know, I said to him, okay, you know, for example, when this character comes on screen, uh, I wanted to use like low notes and, you know, so, so it's, it's kind of like leitmotif, you know, um, in, in opera where you have, uh, you know, certain sounds relating to certain characters. Um, so that was his direction. And then the final stage of the film was I actually had a poet watch the silent film and interpret the images uh, with words. And wow. so we've got, um, we've got quite an intense <laughs> four and a half minutes of, um, of poetry, music, and, and visuals. Sounds fascinating. Let's dig into it. So this is called again, uh, Mother? Mother, yeah. Mother. Good, which is not even good because you made it. 
an answer of sorts, even at the worst moments, either holding it up or covering it. And if the idea of avoidance or protest or compassion equals a method to move through it, out, over and across from us, into the sleeping thing called a star or a comet, speck getting in the way of life, how we once knew it, growing, being too late to refuse the call and the dream life, without compass, in order to pick something else up, this thing being you and this thing being us, says enough, sun, which is bright till we exit it, which is just sitting here in this room believing. The mind moves as quickly as it needs to, from consciousness to unconsciousness to truth, often or being noisy or being a little abstract upon the train. Perhaps the mothers are singing, either to close up the old world or welcome the new one, because no single saw can cut deep enough to slow the shift of the sun. Perhaps the mothers are singing, a leaf, even, with happiness. Perhaps, and for all of the audience, hopeful, victorious, great and awful, we are complicated, warm beings after all. The darkness that surrounds us and beyond it, without resignation and small hope, like contemplation, like being careful not to wake from the dream. The thing which we most desire, the thing that keeps us so often from sleep, here with you now, wrapped in a human or light, yes, or blanket, bursting into tears at the sight of it. So what's it all mean? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. No, <laughs> <laughs> so was I was uh, I'm especially interested in the spoken word part. Was that all just stream of consciousness, or was that well, got to um, um, refine it and then write it down, or something? I my request that was it that it was was as much stream of consciousness as possible. Wow. Um, so the idea for this film and and the one before it actually came from a movie called Pull My Daisy. Um, from the fifties, um, by a director called Robert Frank, who's also a photographer, um, and so it's a it's like a thirty minute film um, with some mm-hmm. some of the beat poets in it, like Allen Ginsberg and Jack mm. Kerouac, and yeah. so uh, so Jack Kerouac does a like a kind of poetic narration over the top that was improvised as he watched the film. Um, so that was the inspiration, really, for for these films that I'm still in the process of making. Cool. We'll definitely have to... I wish we could talk more about it, but I think we should probably move on to uh, any questions from the students. And But first, um, will, be, will these be available for viewing at some point, uh, once they're all completed? Yeah, I mean, this one's online. It's online, just on your website. The first two online on the website. Okay, great. Um, And I'm kind of in pre-production of the third film now. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well... Sorry? Are they linked thematically or anything? Or they can get you separate? Oh, they're separate, yeah. Um, They're only linked in their process. So they're they're Super 8 films shot in, in the same way. Um, the first film is actually uh, half the length of that and was shot in an even more challenging way. I only I only used one roll of Super 8, which is about three and a half minutes. Um, 
and it was all shot in sequence. So um, yeah, I oh. we shoot the first shot, then change the lights, shoot the second one, and so what you end up with is a, a roll of film that's edited already. Mm -hmm. um, you have to send it uh, to the actually the only place in Europe that does that now is in Berlin. Yeah. Oh. A place in Neukölln, so everyone in Europe sends their stuff to Berlin for to have it done. Wow, wow! And do they can they digitize it as well for you or? Um, yeah, but there, there's there's much more places that will do that mm. around here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I love the su I love the Super Eight quality. The, the yeah, grain, the contrast is really nice. Yeah, and I just I think it's nice because. It's obviously it's known as a as a home movie format, you know, um, but if you shoot it in the right way and, and use the right lighting, it can look quite cinematic. I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's open up things up to the floor. If anybody has any quick questions or yeah, um, in the video you showed us with the uh, uh, the one with the starships. You said that you had um, you had taken a sample from another from a video game or a movie. Mm. Do, do you mean that like as well as in music, you have um, samples in, in in film? Like is is that sort of a thing as well? Um, like sampling and like you know like editing and re yeah. rendering or. Um, I don't know, that's not so much a thing. Um, I mean, I just did that, uh, it was just my pitch oh. for my idea. Right. So, um, you know, it wasn't like a legal thing that I did. But I, I think that sampling images is um, probably a lot more complicated, uh, a lot more costly. Um, it's, um, it's kind of a difference between music and... Cinematic world, yeah. perhaps. I mean, I, I have used stock footage, like archive footage, mm -hmm. um, that's got that's royalty free. Um, I have used that in one video. There's mm. there's a website that um, has like a huge database of just free um, stock footage of like it's all this really kind of strange old American like. Um, <laughs> yeah, what I I used to know this website. Uh, that's evading me, but I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's like old um, kind of infomercial stuff. Could be, or government educational training. government yeah, yeah, things, yeah yeah, 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 that are all free. What's the name of it? It's called the Prelinger Archives. Oh, the Prelinger Archives, okay. Yeah, and it's just, it's just a, you've got to wade through it though, you've got to like watch every single, it's not a, it's not a very well set up website, but there is some, really cool stuff on there, quite creepy stuff. Um, I was going to show the video where I used that footage actually, but I guess there's not time, is there? What's the name of the video? Is it on your website so we could maybe yeah. send it to students? Yeah, it's called Parabolic Delusions. Parabolic Delusions, okay. We'll definitely check that out for the Prelinger archive. Yeah, it's some quite material. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, can, you, can you submit footage to them as well um, I, th I think it's only uh, they only deal with um, kind of archive stuff that has become royalty free mm. uh, so old just by like age yeah, yeah. 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 
Do we have any other questions from anybody? Yeah. Uh, when you're working in animations, you're mostly uh, alone, yeah? You don't work with a crew or something like this. I would like to know if you have like some friend or some professional, I don't know, that would like to have feedbacks while doing, or you prefer like to finish first and then show them somebody to have like feedback between like the process, I mean. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, it depends on the budget. Um, Generally, because um, animation is so time-consuming and costly, mm -hmm. if I pitch an animated idea, it's always in my mind that um, I'm going to be doing all of it. Um, but if there's enough money involved, I can. I sometimes will get in other artists to do parts of it, or a 3D animator, or you know, a, an illustrator just to do, you know, some other parts. But um, you know, as far as feedback goes, it's it's just a case of um, um, just doing it bit by bit and, and sending sending shots or, or stills to the band or the record label and, and getting approval as I go along. Yeah, uh, rather than having like, um, you know, professional feedback from other animators. Mm -hmm. um, it's generally because of because of time and cost. Um, it generally only makes sense to get feedback from the band. Um, otherwise, it's too. It's I think it's too much. It's too many kind of ideas. Because um, it's it's the band that you you know that you're trying to satisfy. So ultimately, you know, if they're happy, then and you're happy, then. Anybody else? Any got last words? Do you get, um, the videos you showed us sort of said you seem to have really a lot of creative control, but do you have other instances where the band's really pushing for what they want? Um, that and do you prefer the band to be involved with the kind of creative vision, or do you prefer to be able to be left alone? Um, I actually, I do like the band to be involved to some degree, yeah, because, um, it's it, it just adds another limitation um, otherwise you know if you're completely free it can be a bit you know overwhelming it's like being given a blank piece of paper and asked to draw anything you know um, so if the band have some some uh, ideas and specifications <coughs> you know that they can put in a brief some yeah, it does actually help I think um, have I worked with a difficult band um, I think Wild Beasts could be a little bit difficult, it seems. <laughs> they were, yeah, I mean, that was, I guess that was hard. I, I've been quite fortunate, really, because I mainly work with more kind of indie labels and indie bands, and, you know, it, it's, you know, it just seems generally that, that they're more willing to uh, be creative and experiment. Um, it's just when you get a bit um, higher up to, to bigger record labels where... Um, you know, you don't get so much... A lot of more outside interests are pushing in. Yeah, too. yeah. I'm trying to think if I've had any um, bands be particularly controlling over ideas. Um, I don't think so. I think I've been pretty lucky. Um, yeah, I mean, I've worked with some musicians who have very, very specific ideas about uh, a narrative or something but um you know normally i can 
take that and, and still pull in lots of ideas and come to a compromise. Um, I guess it's it's more of a challenge if, if a band wants to be in the video, but they can't really do anything except play their instruments. And I generally um, am not a fan of just straight up performance videos. Hmm. Um, if I have to do performance, I like to, I like to try something, you know, interesting or something that, like I said, I haven't done or the band hasn't done. Um, so yeah, if they want to be in it and they want to play their instruments and they don't want to act or, uh, or you know, I don't want them to act, um, then you know that's quite difficult. Um, if you want to have a narrative, because to work that in with a narrative is like... Unless the narrative is the, them not wanting to act. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, there's uh, definitely been lots of videos where performance, you know, can, can be done really, really well, I yeah. think. Yeah. What about when you worked with IMX, were they... I forgot about that. I think Who's I pushed that out of my mind. <laughs> um, Which band? IMX. IMX. I I M X. I M X. Um, it's a guy. A guy called Chris Corner. He was. Uh, he was. He founded the Sneaker Pimps, and then he oh. um, had. He has a solo project called IMX. And okay. He's based. He's been based in Berlin for years. So I think he's in, in LA now. Um, but yeah, that that <laughs> now you remind me, <laughs> um, that was um, that was kind of like making a video with the with the musician looking over my shoulder the whole time. Um, so that was kind of pressuring, I guess, um, because um, yeah, he uh, he kind of wanted. He even wanted to have control over where where cuts were in the video and um, just stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. So, I um, the the video turned out okay. I don't have it on my website because um, it it just wasn't one of my best pieces. I don't think um, it turned out fine. But yeah, he. Um, he was he was definitely open to to me being uh, creative in the initial ideas phase, <laughs> but then um, it was it was mainly in the editing phase that he wanted to have a lot of control. Yeah, hmm. which is fine, you know. Uh, ultimately, it's 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 the band's thing, you know. Like it's their video, and um, you kind of have to not be too precious about it as True. as a, as a director. And it, you know it's it's an advert for the band, and and their you know, their or their label is paying for it, and and they they own it. So, um, you know, <laughs> it's to be expected. Sometimes yeah. you know if someone has very specific ideas, then it's to be expected. It's just um, it, you know it can be difficult. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right then. Well, let's give Graham uh, one more round.